0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of my award-winning podcast, Dr. Essie Speaks. This is your host, Dr. Essie McCoy. As always, I hope that my podcast is inspirational, motivational, and educational so that it will enhance and transform your life. To my listeners, thank you for allowing me to share with you each week. Today's show is a spotlight on an educational leader who is making a tremendous impact as a school-based leader. I had the opportunity to work with him when I was in North Carolina. Actually, he served as one of my assistant principals when I served as a principal of Hallwood Elementary School. I can tell you I am proud of him, and he is doing some remarkable things to impact the school community in which he leads. He is currently serving as the principal of the same school I served as a principal when I was in North Carolina, and I can't wait to hear all about his journey. I feel blessed to know him. My honored guest is none other than Mr. Kenneth Jordan. Let me share a little bit more about his journey. Mr. Kenneth Jordan is an administrator for the Winston-Salem Forsyth County school system. He has 25 years as an educator, 10 as a middle school teacher and 15 years in the capacity of assistant principal and principal at the elementary and high school level. Passionate about helping students see their potential, Mr. Jordan has established the Millennial Scholars Male Mentoring Program at the elementary and high school levels. Kenneth is a graduate of my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University. Kenneth is a graduate of Winston-Salem State University where he earned a Bachelor of Science in History with a minor in middle grades education. Kenneth completed his master's of school administration at North Carolina A&T State University, two universities in which I am familiar with. I too graduated with my undergraduate degree from Winston-Salem State University, and I taught at North Carolina A&T State University. Let me just share a little bit more about his journey. He currently resides in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and is a strong leader at Hall Woodward Elementary School, the home of the mighty jazz. For the next school year, Kenneth has accepted and will be the new principal of early college and middle college high schools of Forsyth County. Congratulations to him. He prides himself on being a servant leader by guiding with care, compassion, and empathy for the students and staff at his current school, Allwood Elementary School. Kenneth promotes student achievement by learning a top priority, creating a shared vision, evaluating instructional practices, and analyzing data to monitor progress and set goals. Mr. Jordan is a lifelong learner and believes that getting students to self-realize their true potential is a key to sustaining growth and academic success.
1: Are you ready to join the billion-dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment, or you're a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO, Antoinette Blake. And her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So, stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now. 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530.
0: Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks, your award-winning podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. My special guest, as you heard earlier, is Mr. Kenneth Jordan, an amazing leader in so many ways. He is such a positive example who has made a tremendous impact and continues to blaze the leadership trail. Thank you, Mr. Jordan, and congratulations once again to you on all of your success. I know my listeners will benefit greatly from our conversation today. Welcome to my show. Thanks for being my special guest once again. And tell us, how are you doing?
2: Well, first of all, I would like to say thank you. I'm extremely honored and humbled, and it's truly a blessing to be here. Um, Right now, I am currently the principal of uh, Hall Woodward Elementary. I'm originally from Salem, New Jersey small town in South Jersey. Um, like she said, I graduated from Winston-Salem State, got my administrative degree from North Carolina a and And I actually had the pleasure of going into uh, education as a, as a middle school teacher and went into my administration experience under the Dr. McCoy. And that was my first introduction into administration. And so as I served five years in the elementary sector, uh, I then went to Carver High School as the high school element, uh, high school assistant principal, where I then garnered uh, the administrative skills and circumstances of the high school, and came back to um, Hall Woodward as the principal of where I was the assistant principal under Dr. McCoy and served as the principal for the last six years. And so, right now, I am currently finishing out my term as the uh, principal of uh, Hall Elementary. I am currently going into a new administrative job in early college and middle college of Forsyth, which is secondary to first generation college students. And I'm extremely excited about that opportunity and looking forward to the next year.
0: Well, indeed, once again, congratulations. I am just so, so proud of you. You know, sometimes I stay so busy and I don't get an opportunity to keep up with what people are doing in terms of the impact that I've had on them. So you make me proud. And just to see you blossom and grow to where you are today to lead the mighty jets. And you've always been a hard worker, dedicated, a positive role model. And I just can't imagine the impact that you're having in that community, especially with all of our kids, but especially in a community like Hall Woodward, um, impacting um, the minority community in Mm -hmm. such a positive way. So thank you. Absolutely. So everyone is inspired by someone. Tell us who inspired you.
2: I would say the biggest inspiration has been my mother. Um, And the reason why I say that is because in my younger years, and especially in high school, uh, at at times I was headed in the wrong direction. And one person that always stayed behind me and had my back, even when they needed to be correction, and knew that I had something special inside was my mother. And so at times of you know, failure that builds character, she was always encouraging. And so my mother has always been someone who stayed on the positive and and found the good, not only in a person, but any situation. And so I kind of took that even into my education journey uh, with being a teacher, as well as being an administrator, and know that I am a part of her. And you see that a lot in my administration. So she has been my biggest inspiration in my life to this day.
0: And, you know, mothers have a special place. They are our solid rocks. Um, And evidently, you know, she saw that inside of you. And mothers are like just so just they help to mold and shape and grow and groom and just allow kids the opportunity to to become who they want to be. And I see that. Um, And, you know, you talked a little bit about failure. And it was an opportunity for you to be the person that you are today. And it wasn't really failure. It was just an experience that led you to the next experience. And you are the person that you are today, the leader that you are today. And you are making a tremendous impact. So thank you. And thank you to your mother. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, how did you really get started? Because you said earlier that you were on the wrong track, but- Kenneth Jordan now a school principal how about that and not only leading and turning around one school but really you know navigating that path to where you're going to be leading and impacting another school community. So tell us about that journey.
2: So um, what it was was as, as far as my impact, I think that you know another guiding light is um, a belief in a higher power And so my belief in a higher power, if you look at my, um, I would say my journey, they have been in pretty much five-year increments. And so I'll use an example of when I went to high school. When I went to high school, I really didn't think I was ready because my children were so young. And so that by them being so young and knowing what high school requires as far as time, I didn't necessarily think that it, was a good, it would be a good fit, but I had to pray about it and What came to me was, if God opens the door, who are you not to walk through it? And so I said, okay, if God blesses me with this opportunity, well, then he's gonna bless me with the provisions to be able to succeed. And so as I went there and did my five years, I was able to be successful. And then the opportunity came with Hall Woodward. Well, fast forward to my current opportunities, um, I really looked into the, uh, the, the, the program that I'm going into, and that has been an inspiration and so to talk a little bit about more, more about that, early college and middle college is actually a program that originated for first-generation college students. So a lot of the myth is about students who are affluent and, and, and more so entitled, but they're, they're really um, self, self-driven self and do really well academically. But our program is really garner or, or geared towards those students that are first generation, meaning their their parents and maybe even their grandparents did not go to college, but they have the propensity to be able to be college students because they can handle it and earn not only a high school diploma, but an associate's degree at the same time. And so they show that they can do college work and save money by having some of their college being paid for by the county. And so that's when I knew this was kind of my path and so it, it it really inspired me to go after even getting the position. And so I'm really excited about the opportunity that I have in front of me.
0: Well, indeed, once again, I am excited for you, proud of you. And you talked about a belief in a higher power. And I can tell you, um, not too long ago, I was listening to my bishop and he was talking about um, in the word administration is minister. And you know, in your bio, I almost called you a minister, so look out, because you never know what great things will come. You also talked about being self-driven, and you know, it's so important because you're talking about kids that are getting ready to depart from high school when you go to that next opportunity, and they're going to see you, they're going to hear you, they're going to interact with you, and they're going to gain so much from your leadership that they can take with them as they move on into their educational journey. So really um, talk about, you know, elementary, middle, high school. Okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to major in education. Tell us a little bit about that journey.
2: So um, are you talking about with the children that I'm serving? Yes. Okay. So I really consider myself more of a servant leader. And in that aspect, one of my most important uh, focus is bonding and getting a rapport with the students. And you know, you have the old adage students don't know or kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And at each level, what I have learned is that when students understand that I have their best interest at heart in their mind, then they'll run through the wall for you. And so, that being said, One of my major focuses is, you know, that I've established at Hall Woodward as well as going into my next opportunity is to really make those students understand that I am here for you and and to serve you as a conduit to what it is that you have to offer in going into college. And so that's that's what I have considered and identified my niche, which is bonding with students and having a good rapport so that I can then impart some type of wisdom and knowledge on what they have to offer and the opportunity that they that they have as well ahead of them. And so that has served me pretty well, um, especially because you know on the elementary level, you try to identify your college and career ready students, as well as our students that may struggle because they have a background that, that, that doesn't necessarily support that. And so giving those wraparound services is really, really important but now I'm able to identify on the high school level what those students need. On the the middle school level was really where I felt as though my gift was as a teacher. And so I taught at the middle school level for 10 years and coincidentally, and I'm not even gonna really say coincidentally, but I now have students, children that I taught, I have their students that their children in my class in, in my school right now, and so I can name probably about fifteen of our parents who I was their teacher and their students are in my their their children are in my school right now. So that's just a testament of things coming full circle of when you do right by students, how they trust you with their most gifted you know what they had to get to the world, which is their students, and so I think that's one of my one of my uh, gifts. And my niche in life is bonding with the students and getting a rapport with them to make sure that they understand how much I care.
0: And you know, you talked about being a servant leader, and I can attest to that. Um, When you were my assistant principal, you served with your heart, mind, soul, spirit, everything you had within you. And it led you to really garner um, your skills and knowledge as an instructional leader to do the work that you've done. Because trust me, when I served as a School leader, and I'm thinking back to assistant principal, 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 executive director, turning schools around, transformational leader, that was hard work. And 20 of almost my 30 years in North Carolina as a turnaround principal. And so you think about strategic leadership and managerial leadership and that external development, that micro political. So what are some challenges that you face or have faced?
2: Mm. I think one of the biggest challenges that I have faced is getting um, teachers to have a growth mindset. And so to make sure that they go into the year and as the year progresses, understanding that our students can and will rise to the occasion. Um, one of the things that I continue to put out there and as a focus is not only is it important to have a growth mindset but being able to adapt and change to, to challenges and things that are out of our control and so that's over my years of experience well what about when you lose a teacher because they moved to go to another state you have to be strategic on are you going to divide those students into the other classrooms because how far, how quick can you turn around Another highly certified teacher. And so I use that as an example to our teachers in understanding we have to be able to pace ourselves through the year to be able to, you know deal with the challenges that we have and make sure that we're giving our students the wraparound services that they need while keeping the growth mindset to understand that our students will achieve all of our goals that we have set for them at the end of the year.
0: And you probably recall, I used to say all the time, believe in your students, believe in yourself. Yes, have that growth mindset. And, you know, when I say believe in your kids that you're serving, it doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, what they have, what they don't have, be willing to serve because you know the journey or some parts of the journey that I've taken. And, you know, you talked a little bit about trying to really replace teachers or try to get other educators um, for the upcoming school year. And I was talking to um, this leader, actually today, I was talking to um, this leader in Prince William County. And she said to me, she said, you know, we are having a difficult time trying to find just teachers um, Mm -hmm. that are certified to go into the classroom. They went to a college recruiting, and this is a college in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area where they produce lots of educators. They go to college, they come out, they're ready to teach. She said they went and they only had five candidates. She Mm -hmm. said it's just unbelievable. And so we do need strong educators and people that are willing to make a difference. So I know that is a challenge all across this nation, all across this country, and um, something that we have to really be strategic to try to find those great people to go into the classrooms and believe in the kids and really make a difference. So tell us a little bit about your greatest success that you've experienced thus far.
2: Well, um, i tell you about two one being personal, and another being in the education room. My, one of my, greater su- my greatest successes is being a father. I'm um, a father of five, and all of my children are different. And, you know, us being as educators, you know, stu- we are not perfect as parents, and nor are our children going to be perfect. But I really consider it a success of out of the five the students that I, I mean students the five children that i have three of them are out of college self-sufficient and doing well and then i have my younger two who are one end up having to come home to college and work which i'm i'm, I'm totally okay with because his maturity level is different and then i have my youngest who's in in, in uh still in the house and she's a bright shining star in, the, in in education as well as her extracurricular activities. And so that's one of my greatest success, I, I think is my children personally, but I, um, I wouldn't say academic, I would say in the educational realm, I did start the millennial scholars program when I was in high school at Carver High School. And what we did was we actually had, we surveyed the staff and what we did was garner the students who were not our high flyers, but also not the students who were constantly in the office and behavior problems. But these were students that were middle of the road. They were like students that were not giving in their all and couldn't necessarily see their, their true self potential. And so we started this with about 15 students and they all had a mentor. The mentor had to meet with them by week uh, uh, so many times throughout the week, they kept a note. A notebook on their meetings they kept up with their grades and we also exposed them on field trips and had guest speakers come in to motivate them as well and so by the end of the year we actually had our first graduating class at carver high school of the millennials commerce program and it was something that was able to be to continue and that's my most successful thing because the next year i actually got the principalship at hall woodward so i got a chance to get it started but to see we had system in place to continue it, it still continues now. And then it ended up branching out into the elementary sector, which was we brought it to Hall Woodward, but we also went to Walkertown High School and started the Millennial Scholars Program over there. So that's one of my one of my prize um, uh, successes that I've had in education.
0: Those are major, um, and I can tell you, being a father and a leader, I have always been amazed at how you were able to manage that. So I'm so proud of your kids tell them hello congratulations well, thank to him. you and <laughs> then you have one that is an educator oh my goodness wow yeah. I know you are proud and all mm. the great things that you're doing with the scholars program and making an impact that is amazing and so thank you and so I know you're thinking okay I'm going to this new school next year but five years ten years what's in store how do you feel like you're going to continue to give back and make a difference and help people
2: well, uh, my, my number one thing, you know, of course, in the immediate, in the in, in intermediate is to make sure that we finish strong at Hall And then I'm very excited about, you know, not only the finishing strong at the, the uh, early college and middle college, but for the next two to three years is to put this high school on the map, not just locally, but also statewide and nationally because it's a program that really needs some attention because it's supposed to it originated from trying to focus on our first generation college students who really show the capacity to, to do college work and they get a chance to do two things, show that they can do college work and get some college credit up under their, their belt and graduate with an associate's degree. That's a strong opportunity. So what's in store for me is to really focus on my calling in the next three years and then see what the door, what doors open up for me to then be able to be an impact on, if not a larger level, but in a di- in a different capacity. So I'm always keeping the doors open, but my, my focal point right now for the next at least three years is at early college and middle college of Forsyth in Winston-Salem, North Carolina.
0: So you know, you are professing that, you are speaking it into existence. I believe you can do it, I know you can do it and it will happen. So I'm gonna say congratulations now on all the (laughs) successes with that program. And so Dr. Dr. Essie Speaks Educational consultant is about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. What advice resources um, that you can provide to others, speak to the young people that are getting ready to depart high school, just what advice would you give them? And e- even educators as well.
2: My, my number one advice would be cultivating relationships. Uh, it's very, very important to have a mentor. and someone that you listen to that will have your best interest at heart and in mind. One of the biggest things that will always catapult me is those relationships that came full circle when one of my former students gave me their most pri- prized possessions, is, which, is, which are their children. That came from relationships that I built when, I, when they were my students. And so one of the relationships that I, is full circle by me being on this podcast, that was a relationship that was cultivated by Dr. McCoy being my leader and helping to shape and mold me as, a, as an educator and as an instructional leader that brought in this full circle. So building relationships and people who, you know, have your back, have your best interest at heart and know what your dreams and your focus and your mission is to help you actualize those those dreams and missions. And so that would be even to the young people, to the educators, cultivating relationships, whether it's through mentorship or a colleague who, you know, has a like mind and going to you know, direct you in, in, the, in the correct direction to make sure that you can actualize your dreams and your goals.
0: Well, you know what, I'm so glad that the little bit that I did made a tremendous difference in your life and in your leadership style, your um, leadership abilities that you are fulfilling and the impact once again that you're making. And you're right, those relationships are critical. And mentors, young people seek someone who you know, that may be going or will go or they are on the right path. So really make sure you tap into those people that can help you. So tell us, how can listeners get in contact with you?
2: Listeners can get in touch with me through email by emailing me at kjordan, that's K-J-O-R-D-A-N at WSFCS.K12.NC. dot us. And so if you get in touch with me in in that way, I will be more than willing to help out in any way.
0: I know more great things are coming your way. You're going to be blessed. You're already highly favored. Kenneth Jordan, thank you so much for being my special guest today to share with the listeners, continue doing the impactful things that you're doing and may God continue to bless you and making that impact.
2: Thank you. And I want to say thank you so much to you, Dr. McCoy, for this opportunity. I am blessed and humbled to be on your podcast. I know that you are making some big strides to really uh, affect the broad community out here of educators and inspire and, and motivate. So kudos to you and blessing to you with what you're doing to impact the broader scope of, of humanity.
0: Well, thank you once again. And thanks for listening. And remember to visit my website at www.dressiespeaks.com, where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platforms, books, and so much more. Remember to get your copy of my latest release, 52-week journal, Exceed, Discover, Recover, and Release. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. Essie Speaks. And as always... Remember that education is hard work, but it is also heart work. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and make a positive difference in the lives of others.